Attention Giants fans in the great state of New York. We have an unbeatable NFL preseason offer for you from Caesar Sportsbook. New customers can get their first bet insured up to $1,250 by using our code NYGINSIDERFULL while signing up. Not only will your first bet be completely insured, but you'll also be directly supporting this podcast. Isn't that amazing? So if you haven't already joined the Caesar Sportsbook community, now is the perfect time to make your move. Just remember to enter our code NYGINSIDERFULL during sign-up and place that first bet. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 years of age or older and physically present in New York. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369-NY. Check the episode description for full terms of the offer. Thank you. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer in the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. If you are not watching me on YouTube, you have no idea why I'm laughing right now, but we a little intro now. Uh, on that, was like, that was Star Wars-like. A little bit. Wow. A little bit. A little bit. That was fancy. We're working on some things, bud. We're working on some things. So, uh Anyway, uh, good to be back. Good to, t- good to be talking to you, Chris. Uh, the Giants had a preseason game, and, you know, preseason is preseason. You get excited for it. You're all amped up, and no starters and backups. And, and look, I, I always say I enjoy watching the preseason because I love to watch the backups. I love to see who I think is going to make the team um, kind of analyze it that way, as most Giant fans do. But, uh, you know, lots of some good things, lots of question marks, um, you know. Uh, the depth is a major issue right now, but I don't know, Chris, where do you want to start? You want to start with the things that were positive? You want to start with what the hell we're all worried about, which is pretty obvious right now, I think. Well, let's start, <coughs> excuse me. Let's start with the, uh, let's go with the positives, you know, mm-hmm. um, Deontay Bank, uh, Tay Banks. Yeah. And uh, Trey, right. Hawkins. Yeah. 37 snaps each. Yeah. Both. I thought played well. Uh, both were physical. I think they show a lot of positive signs, and and they stay. You know, a guy like Trey Hawkins is staying with the ones. We're going to get into all that, but I thought that was positive. Though Michael McFadden was positive, as he's now in, going to be next to a Curric A. It looks like. Yeah. Um, I thought guys like Alex Cook, you know, uh, I I thought Tommy DeVito on yeah. the in, incredible difficult decisions played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, he showed that arm, right? I was, you know, you see me tweet that this kid's got yeah. this, this kid's got some zip on the ball, you know, and he really did. Everybody got to see it, you know. Who yep. was who isn't a Don Bosco fan, a North Jersey resident, who doesn't <laughs> right. know about Tommy DeVito, <laughs> right? Um, so hey, look, uh, you know, um, lot you know, negatives will get into some concerns too, but um, no question, I think the play of Hawkins and Banks, yeah. Was yeah. positive, right? I thought the, the play where um, I forget who dropped it, but Banks ripped his arms uh, off the ball. I thought Jameson that was Williams. Great. Yeah, I thought that was a great yeah, play. James, Jameson Williams. They were like, "Well, he was beat." I'm like, "No, man, that was a great play. Grabbed his yeah. arms away." Yeah. Um, I thought, and, and it was another guy who look. His background is he went to four different schools, including uh, Garden City Community College. Jordan Riley. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what to expect of him, Chris. I, I mean, I you know. He bounced around in college, and and the the scouting report on him was he's a big body, but you know the skill set they just weren't sure. I thought he played really well for the limited time that he was in there, dude. 
Yeah, and he's, you know, Joe, he's come on and can't. You know, he's a big body. You know, I think Winky referred to him as a, uh, what, what kind of tree was it again? A, a redwood, like a redwood. Yeah, standing yeah. next to a redwood, California yeah. redwood or something. You know, he even joked around about that. You know, he's a big boy and, you know, he's he's a, he's a guy, a draft pick, a late draft pick that's coming on a little bit, you know, and he, he got some reps here tonight and he played and he, did, and he played well with them. You know, that's what yeah. you have to do. When it's time to get your reps in these preseason games, make the most of it. Yeah. You know? um, and, he did, you know, he did. I thought my boy Taman Fox right off the bat, yeah, had the quarterback forced, hit, yeah. which led to the Jason Pinnock interception, and it took about what thirty seconds before everybody realized why Jason Pinnock is with the ones. Yeah, uh, he he had an interception. He had a tackle for a loss. He had another tackle, and, and he only played twelve snaps. And then Dable says, "I right, get him out of there." You know, yeah. uh, he's out one. Get him out of there. You know, so right. um, uh, he obviously, you know, and Dane Belton's. Thought played well too. I mean, Dane had a nice interception yesterday right in front of me. Yeah. And and you know what? The emergence of him, although you know, he flashed last year at times, you know. Now he's healthy. Makes plays, Jerry. Here's the thing about Dane Belton. He's always he's one of those kids. I think his first game he had a fumble recovery, right? First game as a junior. Yeah, that's right. I think right off the kickoff. Fumble and, recovery. And, and Chris tied for the team lead, albeit only two in interceptions with Julian Love. Right. He's just one of those guys that always seems to be around the ball. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, and, he, and, you know, he did it last year. He's, he did it. He's done it the last week, you know, yesterday in practice and all that. Um, you know, I really like what he's doing. Uh, but look, um, as far as running the ball um, offensive line wise, right. Mm. Um, the concern is the depth. No, no doubt about it. Now, <clears throat> Matt Pert played pretty decent. Yeah. Um, right now, he's the guy it looks like they're going to go to if something happens to Neil or Thomas. Mm-hmm. Pert can play left and right tackle. All right. Right now, he's filling in for Neil because Neil's still in a concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyree Phillips did not play the other night. He's another guy they're going to look at. You know, he got snaps there last year. He played a lot. He played for them last year there. Right. But the other guys. And even Tyree Phillips. And here's the thing. and You know, I talked about this on Twitter after the game. You know, and we'll talk about it now because this is our first podcast, you know, since the preseason game. Mm-hmm. Do you really feel comfortable with Matt Pert if he has to come in the game? And the answer right now, at least the answer for me, and the answer for the guys that called Banks who put it on his podcast with Papa the other day, the answer is no. You want to yeah. see more out of him. Third-year guy – you know, step up a little bit more, you know, be that guy if something happens to say, okay, Pert's in there. It's not, it's not going to be a disaster. We're fine. He's serviceable. The offense will keep functioning, right? Right. What you want. Uh, uh, of course, when you're starting tackle, if he should go down, you're going to take a little bit of a hit. But there's plenty of teams that have a guy coming off the sideline where it's not a disaster. Well, the other night, when Corey Cunningham was in there, and White, you know, and Wyatt Davis were in there, and it's an all fantasy Wyatt Davis, not a, it's not, not a tackle. No, he's a guard, right? He's a guard, you know. Right. You throw him out there, and you know, and he he was destroyed by a veteran Aquara. You know, Corey Cunningham couldn't probably block me. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I let you know, and it was like this is concerning yeah. because there's you know what happens if one of these guys go down, you know. Right now, it's Matt Pert. You know, I, I laughed to it. I saw people tweeting at me, well, oh, don't forget Devery Hamilton. Like, guys, I guess he's 
not a tackle in this league, Walt. And what happened today? And he got released. Okay? <laughs> yeah. He's gone. They brought in Julian Davenport, a veteran. That's yeah. a mediocre tackle. They brought him in. Bounced get him in there and all that. So, yeah. look, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Marcus McKethan. I actually asked Dable about that yesterday, about maybe bringing him out, guard tackle. Yeah. And all that. And they said, yeah, they're going to look at, you know, they, he likes to be flexible. He likes to look at the guards tackle, you know, play on both and all that. We'll see how he, you know, he's going to get ramped up now, McKethan. Yeah. Um, and Tyree Phillips should be back pretty soon. He's obviously another option. Uh, and Matt Pert is going to be the guy. But it's a concern. It's a concern if something happens to one of them, one of the starting tackles. Like, will it be a disaster? Now, I don't think Pert will be a disaster, Jerry. I don't. But it's still, you look at it, and you just don't – you want to see more. And I'm not copying what Banks said. I've, I've been talking about this. I put it on Twitter. Yeah. You know, I put it on Twitter before Banks' podcast. Like, he's got to show more. He has to show more. You know, 38 guy, draft pick, he has to show more. And – Hopefully he gets to that stuff. Yeah, and it's a shame because when you're watching Corey Cunningham out there, he doesn't even belong in the league. It's just, it was it was. I almost felt bad for him because it was like he was just so overmatched. I mean, um, but Per is the guy, right? And and is is that Chris? Is that do you think that's their plan, or do you think they will look to upgrade? Like, are are they going to let this play out for the next two games and then say, all right, let's let's check the waiver wire and try and upgrade here, or are, you think so they're going to go with Per? you're not going to upgrade anybody at this time of year, man. Even at the last cuts, maybe, you know, yeah. I just think Tyree Phillips comes back, Jerry, he goes out there to tackle, you know, and boom, there you go. One of them wins it. You know, yeah. one of them's going to be that guy coming off the bench, but it's going to be tough to even get somebody better than Pert, you know, and Pert's just right now average, you know, he's slightly better than average tackle. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, man. It's It's been like 10 years, right? We we got to get this offensive line settled. Now, keep in mind, we are talking about the reserves, right? We're not talking yeah, about Thomas. Yeah. I'm talking about Neil. Uh, John Michael Schmitz looked good too, right, in, in, in his yeah. first outing, right? Um, it, it's just there are some question marks. There's question marks at depth, and then there's question marks at the guard position. Like who's going to – how's that going to shake out, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's really the depth right now that's really concerning because, look, man, um, this is a – this is going to be a – high-powered or, or has the potential to be a very high-powered offense with a lot of weapons and a quarterback who's very comfortable in a system. Uh, and if you don't have the offensive line, you know, it's it's a it's a Lamborghini with a Pinto's engine is what it is. Um, yeah. Now, so. look, Jerry, you know, if it comes Golwinski and Hill and Schmitz, I think Schmitz played well the other night. Yeah. And they had a few starters in the game, the Lions. Yes. They had a few starters in the game. Okay. Yeah. Um. And he did. He 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 didn't allow a pressure. I thought he pulled a few times. Well, David was talking about communication. The quarterback, everything was running smooth. So Schmitz is ready. He's ready to roll. You know, and I think you know either whoever wins the left guards at Brennison and then Gawinski or right guard, which I still think it's going to be the that will be the line against Dallas. Okay, but although it's still looking hard, right? Brennison and Glowinski, you said? You think that's going to be the line? I think it'll be Brennison, left guard, and Glowinski. Um, but they're still looking, Jerry. Yeah. That's not settled yet. I mean, Brennison played the other night. Glowinski yeah. didn't play. Right. So, so you know, it looks like, you know, they're, they're, they're looking at that left guard spot too. It's two, you yeah. know. Uh, we'll see, you know, but Schmitz is going to be fine at center. Neil, I think the offensive line, Jay, once they settle, they'll start in five, which I do believe will be Brennison and then Glowinski. 
Uh, they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. I think it'll be an upgrade from last year. Schmitz is a good player. He's yeah. showing that he's going to be a solid center. Yeah. You know? Uh, and then you got to hope, Neil, like we always talk about, take. But I think the offensive line will be fine, Jerry. The, the problem is going to be if guys go down. Right. That could be a problem. And you know? and particularly at, at tackle. At tackle, yeah. More than yeah. guard. Yeah. 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 Um, you know? Somebody asked this question. I'm going to ask it of you. Uh, I, so I apologize for not remembering. What's what's up with Shane Lemieux? Is he doing anything? Is he is he with the th- twos, threes? He's been with the twos. Like even yesterday, which I thought he was going to get some snaps at center yeah. against the Lions. He didn't. It was Jack yeah. Anson came in after Schmitz uh, because he's been playing center in practice. He, I was there yesterday and he was getting snaps with the twos again at center Lemieux. Okay. You know? So, you know, he's competing. You know, he's not with the ones at all. It doesn't seem like they have any interest in him winning that starting job. It's just like Azidu, Brennison, Gowinski, yeah. you know. They're all in for it. Yeah. Uh, Azidu definitely is in a competition. No question yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, and, and they're going to look and they're going to keep looking at it. And we'll see. I think the starters are going to play Friday night. I know, I know Dable hasn't said anything yet, but it looks like Jones is going to play Friday okay. night. It looks like the last. Mute. Hit mute, Chris. Okay, sorry about that. Some reason okay. mute came up. Uh, so it looks like the Stars are going to play Friday. So we'll see what the offensive line looks like. You know, uh, I don't. You know, Neil, I don't think he's going to be out of protocol. Uh, so I don't expect Neil to hurt over there at right tackle against yeah. Carolina. And hopefully Carolina plays their ones because they got some talent up front. It'd be a nice test. You know, offensive yeah. line and the offense. Looks like Jones is going to play Friday night. So and the Stars are going to get some reps in. You know. Yeah, so the the X factor here could be McKethan, right? Just, just, I mean, we'll see what he has. Um, Maybe he ends up being the the swing tackle. Uh, Like you said, it's probably going to be Pert, but it'd be nice to see what McKethan has to offer. And or you said Tyree Phillips. So there are some options. It's just, you know, look, um, every team has to stay healthy, but we really got to stay healthy on the offensive line. And yeah, because you just don't feel good right now, Jerry. No, and part of it is because you don't know. If Neil has taken that next step yet, so you want to see what what he's going to do too. I think that's part of it as well. Like if Neil was Thomas, you'd say, "Well, their starters didn't play." Okay, God, we got to stay healthy. But there's a there's a a question mark around Neil. Like, look, he's not going to perform the way those guys did. But but can he take that next step and and advance? You know, from last year. So I think that's part of it. We'll yeah, see. and just you know, look, Neil was injured last year. He's got a concussion protocol now and all that. Um, it's just you just don't feel good about the depth of this offensive line, and that that's it, you know. Yeah. And, I, and if if <laughs> look what happened the other night, dude, y'all. So yeah. um, we'll see. Look, like I said, when Phillips gets back, he'll be out in that tackle position too. Yeah, Pert will be out there. Let them see who who the heck wins that job. You know, right now it looks like it's going to be Pert, yeah. and hopefully Matt progresses, Jerry. And if if he does have to come in a game, holds the fourth down, brother. Holds yeah. the fourth down, you know. Yeah. Um, all right. Enough of the offensive line. We we've, you know, it, it's, it's been a subject of conversation it is what it is. We'll, 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 we'll see how that transpires, but it is a concern. Um, another, I don't want to say concern, but, um, I, I, I love what we have at corner. Like I'm excited. It's just, are, are they, the way it looks now, Chris, are they really leaning towards banks and Hawkins on the outside and a door Jackson in the slot still? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Wink confirmed it today. Yeah, Wink came right out and says, we're going to play the three best corners. And right now, those guys are the three best corners. I've been telling you this, bro. I've yeah. been t- Look, it's not just 
And Trey Hawkins, what did I say in the last podcast? What have I been tweeting? He has forced his way into the ones. Yeah. Well, Wink said that today. He, that was yeah. his exact words. Yeah, right. He's playing well enough. He deserves to be with the ones. Yeah. And it's true. He didn't hurt himself the other night. Right? Yeah. No. I mean, no, not at he's all. Played well. practice. He's making plays in one-on-ones. He's making plays in seven drills. He's making plays in team drills. That's it, Jerry. This is a list. They, they want Hawkins, Adoree Jackson, and Tay Banks. What I, what, what I like about those two rookies is they're not afraid to hit, and and they're, they look like they're good tacklers too, dude. Yeah, Hawkins and Banks. Guys. They're yeah. physical guys. Yeah. You know, you saw it the other night. Hawkins got beat a few times in front of him. He came up, made the hit, made the tackle. Yeah. Tay Banks yeah. made the tackle the other night. Yeah. They're putting a hat in there, okay? Yeah. Yeah. But that's, but here's the game plan, and this is what they want. They want Hawkins and Tay on the outside, Adoree on the inside. When the other teams are the 12 personnel, two receivers, they're going to have Adoree on the outside. They're going to have Tay on the other side. Yeah. And you know what this league is. It's mostly 11 personnel, three receivers, right? At right. times, four receivers. Right. So we'll stay on the defense a little bit, but that's what they want. Yeah. So opening night, and look, Jerry, you're going to have two rookie corners on the outside. Is it risky? Absolutely. Could it burn him at times? Absolutely. Yeah. But here's the bottom line. These three guys right now are their best cornerbacks. Yeah. And Wink wants them out there, and they are out there. Like Cordell Flott came into this training camp in a, in a nickel slot battle against Donnie Holmes. Well, that's not really working out. Flott's been back on the outside now. He's not really a slot build. Like Donnie Holmes is a slot build. Okay, that's interesting Lots because a that's a, that a lot of people are asking that question. So okay. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I'm answering it right now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Flot Flot is a thinner build. He's more built for the outside. When he when he played last year for the uh, when he played last year in games, he was on the outside flat. Yeah. Donnie Holmes roster position is probably safe. At the beginning of camp, I was like this about Donnie. I'm not sure he's gonna make it. He's safe now. Wow. He's going to be safe because they just haven't established a slot nickel. So what happened was a development that they didn't expect. And that was Trey Hawkins playing so well on the outside. They moved the Dory inside now. Okay. And Adoree has adopted, adapted well to the inside. He likes playing it. Does he rather, rather be on the outside every snap? Yeah. But he's a team guy, Dory. He said it today. He goes, I'll do whatever they ask me to do. I can I can handle the inside. Xavier McKinney said he told us yesterday. Dory could play the inside. He could do anything. He's that talented. Yeah. But that, but so Jerry, you know, when Dallas has the ball, the first series, Sunday night, September 10th, they're gonna come out with Brandon Cook, CD Lamb, and Michael Gallup. And the Giants are gonna come out with a Dory in a slot, probably against CD. And then you're gonna have Trey and you're gonna have Tay Banks. Now it's going to be, it's going to be growing pains, okay? And until Trey Hawkins, it's not going to be Tay Banks, but until Trey Hawkins proves that he can't do it, then they'll put a Dory back outside and Donnie in the slot, okay? Got to be honest with you though, if I could pick one matchup, I would want a Dory on CD Lamb. Absolutely. So, yeah. But you know the Cowboys know what's going on with the Giants and what's going on with their defense, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're looking at it like, oh, we we might see, be seeing two corners, uh, rookie corners, first right. game, right? And this, they're going to be they're going to come out winging it. Oh, they should. Yeah, oh, that's okay. But there's going to be growing pains with these two rookie corners. Yeah. But you heard Wink today. 
We believe in playing the best players. That's what we're about here. If they deserve it, they're going to be out there. So Trey Hawkins has played so well that he has forced the Dory inside, and they're probably very happy, Jeff, because they're just not happy with their slot corners. Yeah. They're just not happy with the slot nickel. Yeah. So what's going to happen if it doesn't work out with Hawkins or maybe even Banks? Who knows? You know, rookies, you never know. Yeah. They just put, you know, a Dory back in the outside and Donnie Holmes will be and in Donnie Holmes slot. slides in the slot. You know? Yeah. And that's what's happening right now with this secondary. Um, uh, guys like, well, we'll get into the safety spot. You know what? We'll get into it now, Jerry. So we'll you know what? I, actually, Chris, we're going to take a break first. Right, we'll be right minutes back already? Yeah, I, right. I, it's amazing, right, dude? Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, we'll be right back after this, guys. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast. Hang on. And we're back. Folks, you listen to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris, Nobody Beats the Biz, Bizzing Nano, and Jerry Foley. Go ahead. Pinnock, sl- uh, safeties. Go ahead, bud. Yeah, you know, Pinnock, Jason Pinnock, obviously, is, is, is the number one safe, uh, is the starting safety alongside McKinney right now. Yeah. And then they showed, you know, they're showing something yesterday that you're going to see a lot. All right. Um, that's that dime package where Dane Belton is going to be down in the box. Yeah. And it looks like Dane Belton's way ahead of Bobby McCain. Okay, right now. Unbelievable. So, and Wink showed it a lot yesterday in practice. Yeah. It was Dane next to Okurike in that dime, in that linebacker down in that, like, that little hybrid spot down in the box. Makes a play, jumps around yesterday, takes it back to the house right in front of me. Yeah. I saw the whole play develop. Daniel went back, looked to his left, never saw Dane. He jumped Slayton. Boom, gone. Okay? Um. That's what you. That's what you're going to see a lot of that. Either be Bobby McCain or Dane Belton. Somebody, one of those safeties is going to be that. Now, the way Dane Belton's playing, dude. I mean, Bobby McCain's roster spots in danger. He yeah. might not make this team. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! He was slated. I mean, not slated, but it, yeah, as the starter. Absolutely, he was brought in here to be the starter next to McKinney. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't count Bobby McCain out. He played pretty well the other night against the Lions. You know, he's having a pretty decent camp. So it's going to be a comp- – I don't know if they're going to keep four safeties. You know, I don't know. You know, Nick McLeod's been hurt. So he's, he's falling behind McLeod. Yeah. But that's what they're thinking right now. So you're going to have a young secondary, dude. You're going to have – you know, you're going to be facing those three guys opening night. Uh, Arizona probably won't have Murray. You know, you know. So, but the third week you got those two guys in San Francisco. You got Seattle with those three guys. And then you got Miami and Buffalo. Receivers all over. Yeah, they're gonna go with these kids, man. Right now, until proven that they can't handle it. So there, there's guys that have that are gonna be, um, you know, the, the roster spots obviously in jeopardy. Darius Williams is an easy one, but Aaron Robinson, would you say his roster spots in jeopardy right now? Practice squad, maybe. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Right. He's on the pop right now. Dave hasn't said about anything about him coming back soon. Yeah. I see him working on the side. He doesn't look like he's that far away, but. You know, Wandell, I expect within the next week. Crazy. That's I crazy. The, I see him working on the side. No more leg wrap. He's yeah. running. He doesn't look like he's fought. Like Shane said on, on on a radio station last week, you know, he's a couple weeks away. And I expect him next, not this week, Jerry. I expect him next week. By the way, uh, regarding Trey Hawkins, uh, the only time he looked bad was uh, what Shep did to him in practice. I mean, what a move Shepard made on him. It was like, oh, man, poor kid. <laughs> I hope he was okay after that one. But uh Look, I know, no, I know. I'm just, I'm laughing. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm almost, I'm happy as to how good Shepard looks right now. Uh, Jerry, he looks phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. He looks phenomenal. I mean, if you think I'm bullshit, there it is, no, right yeah, there. Right. right, right. I've been saying it. I, he looks like he never got hurt. Right. 
you it's know, unbelievable. Unbelievable. He, he's yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. The way he looks, and he's going to make the team. I'm not, I know in the beginning of his camp, right? He looked at it like, well, you know, he might be a Ross. It's going to be about Chef's going to be making the team. Yeah. Now it's going to, you know, Beasley, Crowder, Colin Johnson's. We'll see how that plays out. You know, Beasley looked good the other night, by the way. But, yeah. Uh, you know, he's still got, he's still got juice offense, in the legs. But, yeah, yeah. He's still got the moves. He's still got juice in the legs. Um, is McFadden ahead of Beavers right now? Absolutely. Yeah. That was the other development now within the last week, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that Micah McFadden has moved up with the once next to Okurake. Yeah. Okay? Damian Beavers has just had an okay camp. He's not – I'm not looking at him in practices, even the other night, and I'm saying, whoa, you know, Beavers is out here making plays. Beavers is doing he, – he's just having an okay camp. Yeah. McFadden's been better than him. Wow. McFadden was better than him the other night. McFadden knows that. the system. McFadden, don't forget, Jerry, he played last year, McFadden. Yeah, right. He's got a whole year in the system. He's a downhill backer. You know, he's taking yeah. over. He has jumped ahead of Damian Beavis in the inside spot next to a Curricay, which aren't going to get many snaps during the game. But I was going to say, the, the way you're saying it, it sounds like Dane Belton's going to be playing a lot. Well, it's going to be Belton or McCain, whoever wins that spot. And right. to me, Belton's way, not way ahead, but Belton has the upper edge right now. Yeah. Belton makes... Jerry, here's the thing. Belton just makes plays. Yeah, ball He's finds always him. around the ball. Yeah, yeah. He's always around the ball. You know, um, yeah. but that's the way you. That's the way it's all. It's it's folks. It's all starting to shape out. I put it on Twitter. The way it's shaping, out, it's all starting to take shape, right, Jerry? This whole yeah. process is starting to take shape now. What they're thinking, what you're going to see Friday night, you're going to see starters. You know, you might even see Leo Williams getting some reps and all that stuff. Um, uh, but you're going to start. It's all starting to take shape right now. But I, I thought on the defensive line, we, we, we said Jordan Riley uh, looked pretty good. But also Baldon made a, pl- a couple plays. And, you know, look, the, it was a hands of the face, but it was eh, okay. It was very close, but it was still hands of the face. Uh, and Tamon Fox, first play of the game. I mean, you know, it's two guys you've been talking about, right? Pinnock and, and Tamon Fox making plays in practice, and it was the first play of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Fox hits uh, Sudfeld, and then Pinnock comes out away with the interception. Um, the, the it's going to be interesting to see who who ends up being that third pass rusher. You know, I, it's probably yeah. Jihad Ward, but Fox is 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 pushing a bit. No, uh, look, he's going to get his reps. He's going to get his snaps during the course of a game, Jerry. Yeah. He'll get his limited snaps. I think he's, he's going to make this team. Yeah. He's a guy that makes plays when he's out there. He made some last year when he was out there, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so I think he's a guy that's going to get some reps. Um, and, you know, Speaking about the edge, Jerry, I'm glad you just brought this up because I, I wanted to talk about this tonight on the podcast, and, mm-hmm. and now it just hit me, right? I should have wrote it down. Jerry, it's so imperative. It's so imperative that Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari – have very good years because you're going to have young guys in that secondary, oh, dude. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to have young guys covering in the back end. Sure. And you better get some pressure up yeah. front. You know, you better get up there because you don't want young guys covering for too long. Not saying yeah. that they can't, right? but you just let them, they're going to have to prove it because these are young guys. They're going to, they're going to get beat on double moves. They're going to see things they never saw before. Right off the bat, you're facing three very good receivers. You're facing a guy who's had six 1,000-yard season and Brandon Cooks. C.D. Lamb's one of the best receivers in the game, and Michael Gallup is a good guy. You're facing talented guys, you know. 
you don't want Dak Prescott's looking left, looking right, and all that. It's imperative that Ojolari and Kayvon really play well and apply a lot of pressure because you got some young guys, and even Pinnock, Jerry, even yeah. Jason Pinnock. Yeah. You got some young guys in the back, and you don't want Donnie Holmes covering guys for too long either. You know, if he's out, no, no, or because we'll start grabbing, right? Um, and then you got a Dory, I, I get it, and all that. But man, you want those edge guys, you need Leo, you need Dex getting that push. The Giants have to have a very good blitz package, they have to get to the quarterback. Jerry, I know everybody does, but it's very, it's real important this year, the Giants, because you might have two young guys covered on the outside. Yeah, the good thing is that's the most talented part of the defense is their front line, right? Um, so, yeah, uh, you're right. You're having two rookies on the outside. You're going to have to get there. Um, I don't want to. I, I don't. I don't mean to ask these preemptive questions that people are asking, but has has have you seen Thibodeau take that next step in practice yet, or has he been quiet? What, what are you seeing from him? I don't Chris? go much by practice. You okay. know, we'll see if he plays Friday night. Yeah. Um, look, he's he's looked explosive at times in practice. He really okay. has. Yeah. And I've seen him look. You know, I've seen Andrew Thomas dominate him at times in practice. Yeah. You know, I've seen Evan Neal get the best of him, and I've seen him get a little best of Neal. You know, you, right. we'll have to see when they start playing games. I think Thibodeau's going to have a big year. I think Ojalari's going to have a big year. I really do, you know. Yeah, uh, but we'll, we'll start finding it out, you know, when they, when they open up against Dallas, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to get into a little bit the schedule to, towards the end, his first game against Dallas, which now is, you know, under a month away, right? But yeah, those two guys, we'll get into a little bit. I want to talk about Dallas and the schedule and the season yeah. a little bit. Um, I think those two guys, especially Tibbs, Jerry, I think I think Tibbs is going to have a really big year. I think he's going to take his game to another level this year. I really do. But it, it's just so damn important that those two edge guys, and yeah. even Leo and Dex and, and all that, they, they, Jerry, we need – you want 40-plus snap uh, sacks. We need pressures yeah. because you got Hawk. You might have Hawkins and you might have a rookie Banks, two rookies on the outside covering. Not yeah. saying they can't do it. No, but, but you the just rookies. don't want rookies covering the outside for more than three, four. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't want that quarterback looking left, right, looking right. You know, that's all. It's all part of the package with defense, right? You got to get to the quarterback, this and that. But of course, if you got guys, you know, that are proven cover corners, that helps too. They're not proven yet. Right. They're not proven. Right, and I get it with the one on ones in practice. I see it all the time. They pass defenses, tape back, and ta look. Hey, look, tape proved it did tonight a little bit. That, yeah, the deep crosser from by Jameson Williams, he was right there, Tay with him. Yeah, so, well, that's what I mean about proving it. You yeah, know? yeah. So when when you say that, it's it's so interesting because there was a time where we boasted a first round pick at corner in Aaron Ross, a second round pick in Corey Webster a first-round pick, albeit not ours, at safety in Entrell Roll, and a first-round pick at safety in Kenny Phillips. Okay, these are very high draft picks, but the best part of our team was the pass rush. And that's that's what that's what wins it on defense. No matter what you do, the investments you make in the backfield, you know, unless you have Sauce Gardner and Deion Sanders on each side, you got to get there. And you're going to really have to get there with two rookies. But like you said, not saying they can't do it, but you, know, you, you can't stick with these guys, especially game one, you know, four, five, six seconds. You're going to have to get there. Yeah, I, we do yeah. think Aziz Ojolari will will have a big year. Yeah. Uh, Banks thinks he's 15 sacks. I, like I said, I'm in that 12 range, but would it surprise me? No, he's got that kind of talent. So, yeah, look, and you look at the teams you play. You know, you you know, just look at October alone. You know, yeah, <clears throat> with Seattle, yeah, and you got Tua with his guys. 
You got Josh Allen with his guys. You got Aaron Rodgers and the Jets with his guys. Yeah. Look, it's going to be quite a challenge. It's going to be a, quite a challenge for these young guys, man. Yeah. It's going to be great experience for them, but it's going to be, look, there's going to be ups and downs. Yeah. You know? And, and it's something, as you enter the season and you say, well, what concerns you, Chris? You know, well, that's right now, that's one of the things that concerns me, the young secondary. You know, it does. Yeah. You know, I, you know the offensive line depth we know about, and, and you know until Neil Schultz takes his game to another level, I think the offensive line is going to be all right though. I don't think it's going to be. A, I think they're going to be an upgrade from last year. I really do. With this Good. addition of Schmitz, I yeah. think Neil will be better. I think they're going to be a better offensive line this year. Yeah. Um, but obviously that is a concern until they prove that. But the secondary too, because they're so young. That's right. going to be a concern. And look, Jerry, stop it and, and run. And by the way, Bobby Okereke is going to help too on this defense. So, oh yeah, you know, yeah. stopping and run is going to be another. Until they prove it, yeah. you know, that's going to be another. That's going to be another thing. They're going to have to. They're going to have to prove. I think the offense is going to be much better this year. I think they're going to put up more points. I really do. Cool. Let's stay yeah. on that side of the ball now. Good. Yeah. So at receiver, we talked about you know, who's going to make this team. Cole Beasley, I thought, helped himself the other night. Now, I don't know what the injury is to Colin Johnson. Um, how it's something with a knee. How serious it is, yeah. So that, uh, unfortunately for Colin Johnson, that could help Beasley make this team. But I thought he looked pretty good the other night. Um, yeah. You know, uh, he's a good and, in camp. Yeah. So it's he's, he's, he's a nice seventh option, right, or sixth, whatever they decide to do. Uh, and then with Wandale coming back, you know, this offense is going to be a lot of fun, man. There's going to be a lot of weapons for Daniel to throw to. Yeah, you know, you see these guys, you know, one play that lined up on the outside, then even inside, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and look, you know, watching Paris Campbell up close for a month now, man, I'm telling you, this dude is going to be a big factor. Yeah. You know, he's going to be a big factor too, man. It, I think the Giants are going to put up some points. I really do. You know, yeah. I, I think they put up points. Um, uh, I think their offense is going to be much better. I, they, it's a lot of talent across the board, you know. There really is. You know, so what? Lot- yeah, good. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to ask you. So, watch him in practice. Is the offense ahead of the defense right now? At times, like you know, look, look. I was at practice yesterday, Jerry, and they they were doing team drills, and Daniel Jones like completed his first thirteen passes. I think it was. <laughs> I know. I can't believe. Now, that. mind you, they want to stretch in the field. There was a lot of short stuff and all that, but still, yeah, still, but still, you know, yeah. I think he had like one bad throw behind Waller in a two minute drill, and then the pick by Belton. Those yeah. were the two bad throws. But even today, you know, they did a lot of running in today's practice, and they did some short. You know, and Daniel was sharp. Look, Daniel's been sharp the whole camp, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know he had a little bit of an off day against the Lions in the first joint scrimmage. He was he missed some guys. Came right back the next day, Um, you know, and, and it was really sharp, you know. Yeah. And it was yeah. really sharp. So, you know, he's he's having a strong camp, Daniel, man. We'll, you know, we'll see, you know, how that carries over into the regular season. But I, I expect him to have a pretty good year. I really do. So – the bottom line here that I put up, DeVito, 15 of 24. Corbin, three carries for 40. Did Corbin help himself, or is he st- he has a long no. shot on this roster? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Figured I'd ask. Yeah. Look, Eric Gray, another rookie running back. Yeah. They want him to win this punt return, kickoff return yeah. job. Yeah. And uh, he didn't didn't show me much tonight. You know, he, you know, he was just okay. Mm-hmm. You know? But they're going to keep sending him, running him out there. You know, It's like – you know, it's like what's name in uh, with Maverick in Top Gun. Remember when when Viper says, "Keep sending them up." Yeah, you know? right, right, right. And that's what you you see what McGay was saying today. Like they're gonna keep running them out there. You know, 
to be honest with you, Chris, it reminds me of Parcells with Megan when Megan kept fumbling and he said, well, you're my punt return guy, so figure it out. Well, we'll see. I don't know, you know, if it's going to be like that, like as far as he's going to get that, you know, you're our guy. I don't think they've had a point where, okay, well, Gray's our guy. Okay. So just keep running him out because he's definitely got that job. You know, I don't think yeah. they're at that because they have a couple other guys, especially yeah. Brightwell has been injured. You know, they did it last year. Mm. Not too, he was okay, you know, yeah. Yeah. but they definitely want Gray to win this job. Whether or not he grabs hold of it, we'll see. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he's going to get more opportunities Friday night uh, to return kicks and punt, you know, punts and kickoffs, you know, so uh, we'll see what happens. You know, hopefully he could grab it because they want him to, you know, they want him to win that job. You could just see what McGay was saying today. They want yeah. him to win that job. So yeah. Um, and as far as Devito, he played well again. He, dude, he played well behind that offensive line that was atrocious at times, right? <laughs> I mean, that's that's like people are overlooking that. Like you kept saying, this kid can wing it, and he yeah. could. But yeah. to play that well against behind that line with you know Corey Cunningham doing the Matador, um, you He's know, getting to, killed. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> he played pretty well. And look. You know, this is a, this this is a classic like practice squad guy, no? Or would he be? Yeah. Would could he make the roster? You think? Well, no. I mean, Tyrod's going to be the back. You know. Yeah. He's going to be the backup, Tyrod. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's going to. But put him on a practice squad and develop him, man. Yeah. Right. 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 Tyrod might not be here next year. This is his last year. Yeah, so, the only, yeah, and the thing that Tyron, look, I'm not picking on him, but the other night it seemed like he was one read then run, and I don't know if that's because the line that was in there, but it was he didn't look comfortable at all the other night. Yeah. Yeah, you don't look more comfortable. Yeah, look, the more here's the thing, you know, when you see a guy his rookie year's first time in an NFL action, his yeah. speed is much different. You want to see if the moment is too big for him. You know? And it wasn't for Tommy. He looked very comfortable yeah. in there, man. He really did. You know, he was yeah. and a few times, the few times he actually had time, he was winging it, man. Yeah, he really he was. was. Guys. A beautiful throw to Tommy Sweeney, his Don Bosco teammate. Yep. That was a nice throw, throw and catch, right? Yep. He flashed. They were pretty impressed. From what I understand, somebody told me yesterday, Jerry, they were really impressed with DeVito. I'm glad because I, I thought he I thought he earned it. He was, you know, he was under fire, dude. Yeah. And he he just stood in there, ran the offense, took hits, took a beating, made some throws. You know, yeah. he he really helped himself the other night, man. He he really came out of that impressing the giant coaching staff. He really did. And again, he was behind a line that was pretty rough. So good for oh. him. I didn't. I didn't think he was going to look that good when he came in. I was like, oh, let's see what he does. But um, yeah, felt bad from last play of the game. He just winged it and he got hit. And I'm like, oh, this poor kid. But uh, that was a, that was a, that was nice that he threw it to Sweeney that touchdown. That had to be awesome for him. Oh, absolutely. You know, it was teammate and Don Bosco. You know, I think they're like four years, three years apart. I think yeah, the Vito was a freshman, freshman or something. Yeah. And Sweeney was a senior, I think, when they were yeah. there. But. Obviously, yeah. they were friends and all that stuff. And hey, look, yeah. you know the beating he was—he was getting killed in, and I thought he could have—he could have pulled a Roberto Duran, and, and you know, it told Dable on the side, "No moss, I'm not going no back moss. out." Yeah. <laughs> I'm only kidding, That's of great. course. But you yeah. know, he the poor kid was catching a beat, but he kept. Tell you what, he showed poise. He moved around a little bit. Didn't make you know. I liked it, yeah. man. I liked it. Throws a nice ball. He definitely throws a nice ball. Typical, uh, you know, typical tough Italian. Jersey, Jersey boy. <laughs> Typical nice. tough, well, no, I think he's a North Italian guy, a North, yeah, North Jersey guy, yeah, so North which means Jersey. he's like New York guy, you know? So, yeah, practically. It's yeah, practically. It's all the same. It's all the same over there, you know? Basically. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, no, no, he did a heck of a job, DeVito. He really did. Good stuff. All right, guys, going to take another break. It's been 40 minutes, man. When there are games, these podcasts fly by, even preseason. Uh, we're going to take a break and be right back after this. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast. Hang on.
And we're back. Folks, you're listening to Chris Bizignano and Jerry Foley on the Giant Insider Podcast. Um, anything else you want to talk about position-wise? Um, the Scottish Hammer? I don't know. We'll no, touch it, no, they don't, they don't even have a punter in camp. Which is, yeah. usually have, they always have another punter in it's camp. just him, huh? Yeah, or right. a field goal kicker, you know? They don't even have that. It's just Gano and Jamie yeah. Gillen, you know? He tweaked an ankle the other night, but he's fine, uh, Gillen. He, you know, he's good. He's fine. Um and Gano, you know, Gano's Gano, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's I, I, it's so comforting to have a, a kicker like Gano. It really is. You know, I was talking with somebody yesterday saying, you know, just to know you got Gano in the game, he's going to make the chances of, you know, he's going to make that 40-yard, 45-yard. Because you see so many other teams going through kickers like underwear, right? They can't get yeah, it right. he is, and he's been And he's been that for the Giants now, man. What a find he was by Dave Gettleman. Unbelievable GM, that Gettleman. <laughs> it, it really is it really is amazing though dude when he lines up you're like oh this is automatic you're shocked if he misses it if it's yep. inside 50 and he misses you're stunned you so. you're at that point now you're like he's so yeah. automatic like you're like yeah. wow if he misses one right yeah it's you, amazing. you really are you know but you know it's amazing um, yeah yeah so uh look i'm trying to think of somebody other receivers and i beasley uh jameson crowd had a few catches too yeah. Uh, Hodgins got some snaps there tonight. He was, you know, he, I think he had a catch, if I remember right. Yes, he uh, did. He had a, he had a nice day on. in practice today. He hasn't had a real standout camp, Hodgins, you know. He's been pretty quiet in this camp. But I think you're going to see him get some more reps Friday night. He's been with the ones, you know. It's been Hodgins and uh, my boy Slayton there, you know. Uh, so, and uh, look, at Darren Wall, he just continues to impress every practice. Yeah, I uh, can't wait to see him right get some reps and get him in the game if he even plays in a game preseason. Well, at least you know the regular season's right around the corner now to get him out there and uh, see what he could do. You know, we all know what he could do just to see how he functions in this offense, which is you know he's doing so many things in his offense. All I'm gonna tell you, dude, is get ready. You know, can't wait. He's gonna be a treat. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see if Hodgins is remains with the uh, having a quiet camp and Hyatt flashes. I, I don't. I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but how soon does Hyatt push for even more playing time? You know, because you got Paris Campbell probably in the slot. You have Slayton on yeah. the outside. It's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. That's all. It's going to be like one of those things where it's like, man, Hyatt's really explosive. We can't keep him off the field. We got to get him on the field. So you wonder which receiver, if Hyatt continues to ascend, which receiver is going to kind of lose playing time because of him. Might be mm -hmm. Hodgins, but we'll see. Yeah, well, he's going to have to prove that Hyatt, you know, as, as, as the Process moves along, you know. Yeah. He's going to be in games, Jerry. He's going to get snaps. I yeah. Yeah. see him on jet sweeps. I'm telling you, you're going to see him on those deep crosses. He, he's just, you know, he's too good. You got to get him out there, you know. Right, right. He's going to be out there in the regular season. You're going to see him out there. Yeah. All right, dude. Uh, we'll get to questions. We're 42, 43 minutes in already. Um, Adriana, we answered. Uh, Mr. Glass Half Full, Spiro from Giant Revival. Thoughts on bringing Justin Pugh back home? Yeah, your name. I think he was on with Pat Leonard, Chris. Justin Pugh saying he'd love to finish his career with the Giants. Yeah. Any thoughts there? I don't know what he looks like, dude. Yeah. yeah. I know he's ready to go, supposedly, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't put you on the spot. That's all. Just wondered. Yeah. Um, yes, Joey Z. We kind of answered that. We are. They are looking to conserve... Jones is running with all the weapons they have. Uh, Brian Porras, is this the last preseason that will be dumpster diving for offensive linemen after the front office gets another chance to improve the roster? 
I don't know how, if we're going to be dumpster diving at all, Brian, based on what Chris said before that it looks like it's, you know, what we have is what we have unless somebody falls to us and gets yeah. cut and then we pick them up. So, Hey, look, Jerry, they always, the rosters always get tweaked, right? Yeah. So if somebody is out there, wave it, it gets waved. Serviceable yeah. guy for, you know, in the NFL five, six years. Hey, yeah. they just brought in Davenport, right? They just brought in yeah. Julian Davenport. He's, he's played, what, four or five years in the league. He's played a lot of snaps in his league. Yeah. Bring him in. Let's see what he's got. You might right. see that you know, somebody else. Uh, oh, Tom Lapp. Good one here. Love the podcast. Best in the business spelled B-I-Z-I-N-E-S-S. I like nice that. I, li- I like that spelling. Obviously, his concern is the offensive line. Can the biz give me confidence that it is much improved from last year? I'll shut up and listen to Stairway to Heaven. Tom, you've, you've touched on a number of things. Yeah, now we said it before. I just wanted to read that question because I thought it was pretty creative. But. Yeah, I said it before. I think it'll yeah. be an upgrade. I think it'll be an upgrade from last year. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, now this is a good one. Brian, the sports fan, after hearing Chris's concern at swing tackle, mm-hmm. could you see us trading a future, future pick or player to solidify the swing tackle? Then he takes a picture of his radio in his truck, Chris at three 52 AM, or are they leaning more towards in-house development? Listen, I listened to the pod at 3 AM on the way to work. Jerry wow. and Chris are top tier. Thank you, Brian, Brian, Thank the you. sports fan. Thank you, man. That's awesome. That, that's awesome. I wonder what he does. Yeah, I was wondering that too, but he takes a picture. It's pitch black. All you see is episode 164, Giant Insider. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Man. Well, who's that, Brian? Brand, I'm sorry, Brand. Brand, the sports fan. Brand, tweet at us. What the hell you do up three in the morning it's going to work? Really? I'm just curious. Really? Um, here we go. Let's see. Congrats on YouTube. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Anthony Verdicchio. What's up, fellas? This question is for the biz. Oh, he answered it already. It's darn a home. Sorry, bud. I, I, I highlight these and then I read them again. I'm like, ah, Chris already answered that. A lot of Holmes questions. Why? Why Holmes? And you answered it. He has the slot build. Flot is not the guy in the slot. Um, let's see. Again, uh, Isaiah Hodgins question. All right, here we go. Dave from Cranford. Love your coverage, guys. The Dallas game, will Parsons match up against Thomas? How does that matchup go, or does he jump over against Neil? What are your thoughts? Well, Parsons lines up all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll line up in the A. He'll line up in the A gap, the B gap. He'll come over to C. He's going to be all over Michael Parsons. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they're going to try to keep him away from Andrew Thomas. You know, he's the best offensive lineman. So I'm sure you're going to see him over Neil. You're going to see him over that A gap, coming from that A gap at times. He's one of those guys, you know, that's, they like to move him around. Dan Quinn's very, you know, very uses him very smartly. Dan Quinn. Yep. Dan Quinn's a heck of a coordinator. Yeah, he is. He is. He's a heck of a coordinator. Yeah, there's guys that are great coordinators and, and man, head coaches. He's one of them. He's a great coordinator. Uh, the fan at ConMac19. Great coverage as always. What's more likely to happen? Danny, Danny Dimes throws for 4,000 yards. Barkley has a 2,000 yards total from scrimmage or Jordan Rainon actually kicks his field goal before camp is over. As always, <laughs> you're the best. Thanks. Uh, Jones, 4,000. What was the second one? Barkley has 2000 total yards from scrimmage. Probably a Barkley 2000 total yards. Yeah. I'm with that one too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be anticipating Jordan Rainon's field goal kick. Although he told me yesterday he's, he's ready to go, but then he's injured again. I don't know what the hell he's doing, but he said he's ready to roll. So I don't know. Probably I'll, I'm still going to go with Barkley though. Yeah, I agree. 
He also, nothing against you. know, he also, Jordan. I just I yeah. think Barkley's the shortest. Then Jordan also told me he's going to take money from me on the golf course, which I really laughed at him. But so yeah, so I'll, I'll I, I saw it before, but I don't want to miss it. I, and I'll I'll call him out when I find the question. They hear someone said that I hear about your your golf game, Chris. But what is your handicap? I'm not handicapped. I don't play in any tournaments. But I'm in the low 80s, the mid 80s. Oh, okay, low to mid 80s. Nice. All right. I don't play. I play with my foursome, and that's it. I don't play any tournaments, nothing like that. So that's you know, for, you know, when you play in tournaments, stuff like that, you you want to get handicapped so you don't play against a tomato and all that stuff. So, oh, is that how that works? I have no idea. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, you you know, you don't want to you don't want to be a five handicap and you're playing against guys that are eighteen handicaps. So, you know. Yeah. Right. You'd be surprised how many people cheat in that too. It's amazing, Jerry. Well, no, I I've played in scrambles where the the score they give, I just laugh. Um, and I and I've played with you know Dan Vassell's a scratch golfer, right? Mm-hmm. So we've played in tournaments with him where he's ridiculous, and then the scores that people give, I'm like, oh come on, you're you're lying. You have to be lying right. just to win something. Right, right. Ridiculous. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Brian Kirk. Good question. Brian Kirk at Brian Kirk 11. Hey guys, love the podcast as always. Congrats on the YouTube channel. Yeah, folks, if you can, please subscribe. We're getting there with subscribers. I really appreciate it. Do you feel that starters play enough in the preseason nowadays? I'd like to see them a little more myself and how would you handle it? Thanks. That's a great question, Brian. What do you think, Chris? No, they don't play enough in the damn preseason. Absolutely not. And if I was a head coach, Hey, look, Andy Reid had Mahomes playing the other night. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, you know, Andy Reid has starters out there. He wants them ready. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna, you know, I let you know Andy Reid's probably the best in the business right now. One of the best in the business. He's going to Hall of Fame, Andy Reid. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to me, it's insane how these guys don't get reps in. You know, it's insane. I know that's the way the league is now. A lot of teams don't play any starters for you know the whole. Now it's three games. The three, the preseason schedule. I would play it. They they're playing at least a quarter Friday night, quarter and a half, and I'm playing them another quarter the last game. I'm sorry, you know what I mean. I, I'm not playing them the whole game. All that. I want my starters getting some reps, and I want them hitting. I really do. Every single starter, no matter who. I would have every starter. That's going to be my starting. I want them in there for a quarter. I want them hitting. I want yeah. them back to getting used to that game speed again. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want, Jerry. That's me. I mean, you know, I saw, I was laughing. I saw Mahomes out there, throwing, you know, yeah. and they all saying about how Randy really likes to play. He'll get his starters in the preseason and, and work and, you know, and all that stuff. That's me. Um, look, I'm not stupid. I wouldn't be stupid if I playing them four quarters, three quarters. No, but I want mm-hmm. them in. I want them hitting, you know, yeah. I want them yeah. to get a feel. The plays one and two, dude. Yeah. You want to get, you know, I, I asked McKinney yesterday, you're looking for, you're hoping to play. And he was like, yeah, he goes, he was hoping to play last week. Right. They want to get in it. They want to get that feel of hitting again, live action, you know. Yep. They don't want it to be September 10th at 820, their first live action of the summer. Right. They don't like that football players. I'm telling you, yeah. they don't like yeah. that. But I get it. Injuries, all that, a lot of coaches to protect. You also only have three games, so you want to look at all the other, the rest of your roster, who's going to make 53, who's not, and all that. But you know what? To me, you got three quarters to do that, man. Get your starters in there one quarter. Get them used to hitting it like that. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. No, I, I agree. They should play more. It's not enough. Uh, I know I know what you're battling against, and it's injuries, but you can't play scared. You have to get them out there because when the season starts, if you don't do that, it just seems like it takes two, three weeks to get going. 
And by then, look, we have, you know, we have, you have Dallas, Arizona. Okay. Arizona, they should win. And then the 49ers, right. You have to, you have to jump out on Dallas. You have to, you have to have cohesiveness and, um, and consistency. And if you don't play in the preseason, you just don't get it. It is what it is. It's the way it is, man. So I agree. Yep. Jerry, uh, speaking, speaking yeah. of this schedule, right. I want to, I just want to, yeah, go ahead. I'm thinking about it today, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's so imperative to win this game. I know. This first game against right, the Cowboys. <laughs> you never want to say must win, but you got to win this one, man. Because, I, well, I'll tell you what, Jerry. Yeah. I'll tell you what, If you lose that first game, right? Yeah. Week two against this Arizona team is a must win. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Chris, you kidding me? It's week two. Yeah. Well, guess what? Say you lose the first game. Now you go to Arizona, a team you're betting in. They don't even have the starting quarterback, right? Yeah. They're probably going against Colt McCoy. You can't lose. After after that game, you have the 49ers, Seattle, Miami, Buffalo, and the the 2023 Super Bowl champion Jets, right? (laughs) Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's if you lose that first game against Dallas, that second game is a must win. Because if you get upset, which will be, the Giants will probably be favorite in that game, right? Even down the road, if you get upset that game and you go, you start zero and two, and you get Jerry, this season could quickly spiral, spiral out of control. Yeah, hundred percent right. Absolutely, it could. Yeah, it, it's it's imperative. Um, they win that they win week one. It's almost must win. You almost feel like it's a must win. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, it's, it's that week three game because it's not like you're conceding a loss, but let's be honest, we're kind of conceding it because it's a short week. It's the 49ers. And you're just thinking that's going to be a tough game for them to win. Right. And even if you beat our, you just don't want to start off one and two. And then you rattled off everybody else, Seattle, Miami, Buffalo. And look, man, we joke about the jets, but they're going to be a good team. Right. Oh, yeah. Then you got the Absolutely. commanders in there, whatever they want to call now. There's a petition to call them what they used to call them, whatever. But you got to know, you know, it, it's a division game, right? So you, you got to jump out. You got to jump out on Dallas. And it's psychologically like you got to beat them. We haven't beaten them in seems like forever. Not as bad as the Eagles, but pretty damn close. You just, you got to beat them. You got to overtake them and start week one. You have to. I, I agree, dude. I was just thinking that. Call me crazy, man, but I was just thinking about like if they lose to Dallas the first game, like that's sec- we're only in week two, and that's going to be a must-win game. You cannot lose to an Arizona team, you no. know. No. I and mean, then you see these guys coming up after that three days later, four days later against the Niners. Then there's road games in October, tough yeah. home Monday night game against Seattle, a playoff team that's even better now on paper than it was last year. Um. I say, like, wow, you know, this this could get out of control. It yeah. could, yep. you know. No, I'm not saying they can't. I'm not. I'm not saying they can't beat any of those teams. I'm just saying that if you lose that first game, you cannot lose that second game in Arizona. Right. Yeah, you're right. You know. Yep. Momentum. You know, you win that first game. You go in Arizona. You whoop up on them a little bit. You tune off going into the tough stretch of teams. Totally different story. You got the momentum. You're playing well. Man, I was just—I don't know. Call me crazy, Jerry. I, I was no, thinking- no, you're not crazy at all. Not crazy at all. But I, I also think psychologically, for Dallas and for the psyche of this team, you got to beat them. You, you got to take them down. Um, but and and add in the schedule, it's another factor. You don't want to start off and then you know you don't like. 
the, the way baseball in New York has gone this year, you just don't want football to start off that way. You just want it to be like, you want to be in it and, and you don't want it to be like, oh my God, we're, we're at must win games at the end of September now. And if we don't win, then the season's over. We've had enough of that over the last five, six, seven years. Right. So start off with a win against Dallas and then go from there. And then, you know, the Arizona game is very winnable week two. We know what week three is. And then after that, it's week to week. We'll see. Yeah, because you come out and you beat Dallas, man. You said, okay, bring on Seattle. You know, bring on right. Seattle. If you beat Dallas, you t- all right, bring on Seattle. We'll go to Miami. We'll go to – you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Uh, it's just a different mentality. You know, you go out and you win that first game. Yeah. Yep. All I'm saying is that if you if they lose that first game, that second game, you have to win. Yep. Or, or the season could get out of control quick. It really yep. could, you know. Um, I'll do a couple more. Oh, Patrick Sam Tofam was the one who asked about golf. Josh Stanton, Chris, Jerry, which scenario is most likely to happen this season? This is the super optimistic edition. One, the G-Men win the NFC East. Two, Daniel Jones makes all pro first or second team. Three, Jalen Hyatt wins offensive rookie of the year. Hashtag best pod in Giants Nation. I'll go three. Jalen Hyatt wins offensive rookie of the year. Out of those three? I like, yeah. and I think Jones gonna have a good year, but all pro first or second team, well, that'd be a little tough. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't see that happening. No. I'll go with the higher one too. Yeah, yeah. No offense to uh, Jones. Um, Patrick Durney asked Chris, did did the bet did the golf bet with LT the kicker happen yet? <laughs> no. And who? Okay. And who will win that round? Okay. Oh, I don't know. LT is supposed to be pretty good, so I don't know. All right. Um, LT, LT lives in Kansas City. He's not out here. He's not in Maybe people, yeah, that's maybe right. I think, you know, people might think he lives in Jersey. No, he lives out in Kansas City. All right. We'll go another one. Um, Alan Rogers, uh, Kajer versus Sweeney Rod- versus Myrick. Yeah, Alan Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Kajer versus Sweeney versus Myrick. Who's the third tight end? I'm going to go Kajer. Yeah. This, would, would they. Keep Myrick as a um, fullback spot, right running back spot, or no on this roster? You think? think? So. No, no, I don't think so. You're not taking up a running back spot. Dude. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so, Jerry. I I don't even see him lining up as an H back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, uh, this is from 48 State. Jerry, I know you're a fantasy football guy. What's your take on drafting Giants players? I find fans either go out of their way to draft them or stay away from them to not add <laughs> extra stress to Giant games. Well. It's a lot easier now than it used to be because literally whatever website you use gives you a ranking of players from one to whatever it is. So if you jump ahead and take a giant, say you're say you're in the 20 hole and you take a, a giant that's ranked 37, you obviously look like an idiot. But I will take giants if they're close. If they're within striking distance to my spot and I'm not being irresponsible, I will take a giant just for the sole fact that I get to root for them every week. So I don't take fantasy that seriously. So. Minus, minus Saquon Barkley, right? Yeah, right. What giant right. would you draft on offense? Uh, Waller. Dang, absolutely right. And I don't know where they would where they would rank him, but I, I mean, I'm at the point where and and the way you talk about him, like if I have my running back and I have, it always seems like Mahomes falls to me for some reason. I get Mahomes. He's not um, bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would take Waller in like the third or fourth round because he's going to get a lot of balls, getting a lot of targets, yeah. yards. That's the way you got to look at it. Yeah, you have to look at it, what kind of offense he's in and all that stuff. Yep. Right. Is he the number one target? Yes, he is. So he's going to be. <laughs> he's yeah. going to be. Um one more. Frank Seattle chiming in for the first time in a while. 
we're so careful not to get ahead of ourselves with Daniel, but I'd love to hear each of your best case statistical season for him. Hashtag buffoon crew, hashtag not relative still funny. Nice, Frank. All right, Chris, what's your, <laughs> what's your best, your Daniel Jones best case scenario for the season? Um, 3,600 yards, 24 touchdowns. They're going to match that rookie year. Mm-hmm. And 24 touchdowns. Good? Okay. What about rushing? Rushing? Oh, um, 580 yards. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go around where you went. I'm going to go 3800 um just cuz I believe in the, in the offense. Um 3800 I'm I'm more optimistic. I'll go 28 touchdowns. And rushing I think will be It's almost like he's he's so fast. He's I'll get 500 just by accident, right? Like Five hundred and twenty-one rushing yards. I don't know. I just think five hundred for him is almost like breathing at this point. You know, <laughs> just breaking out of the yeah, pocket no, and taking off. He's going to get eighteen yards. It seems. Look, I, I I've seen structured runs in practice. Yeah, and, and, you know they're going to use they're going to use those design design draws with Daniel in practice and, and games. Yeah, you know, good stuff. Good he's stuff. A big kid. A lot of, talking to Bobby Kirk yesterday. He was talking about. It. Go, you know, Daniel's a big guy. <laughs> you know. Like, He's did you say yeah when when you cheap shot at him? Did you did you could you tell when you cheap shot at him, Bobby? <laughs> yeah, but he's a big guy. We talked about you know how tough he is, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know you hear these defensive guys and they, and they all sit you know all talk about Daniel, and obviously Kirk, this is his first year. You know he played against him last year, but you know first year going against him every day, and, and they all <coughs> they all say you know how fast it's amazing. They didn't realize how fast he is, and how big and strong he is. You know. Yeah. And he yeah. is Daniel. He's big, strong, and fast. Yep. And you would have to be incompetent not to use that as part, in part of your game plan. And Dave, Dave and Kafka are just too small for that. And Jerry, I'll, I'll bring this up again. I know I talked about it a few times. I remember the beginning of last year's camp, and Dave was talking about not, you know, not really, really using Daniel in a running game, and he doesn't. Really, he wants to work that in until you started seeing. Daniel up close, and that quickly changed. And all of a sudden, I saw these structured runs in the red yeah. zone. And I remember, I remember, I told you, I said Jerry, get ready. He's going to run the ball a lot, Daniel. Yeah. In the red, and you've seen it this year too. Not as many, Jerry. Not as right. many, but it's in there. It's in the offensive game plan. You know, Daniel's the design runs. You know, nice. especially yeah. inside the ten. Nice. He's a big. He's, kid he's, a, he's a weapon, run. man. He's a weapon. He's a big kid who could run. Yeah. And we all know, you know, the pocket breaks down. Daniel could get the hell out of there and run. You know, yeah. ball yeah. security, yeah, it's an issue. Yeah, we all see it. Even taking those big shots, daddy has to work on. You know, you yep. want to you know, take those big shots around the neck area. Like, well, like Kirk, he got him last year, you know? Yep. yep. Good stuff, dude. Anything else? No. So to play the Carolina game is uh, Friday night. Um, I think you're going to see some starters in there, like I was saying before, which would be interesting. Yep. And let guys, you know, keep fighting for roster spots, man. And then next week, you know, we'll come out next week. We'll talk about the game and what's going on in practice still. And, you know, and then uh, there'll be the Jet game. And that's it. Almost here. So this was a little bit of a test. I'd like to see who listens to the end of the podcast. So um, if you just were the first person to message us, we have four tickets to FanFest. And I have two tickets and a parking pass to the Carolina game to the first person who wants them. 
So this is a good test to see who listens to the end of the podcast. First person to message us gets it. So there you go. All right, guys. Good stuff. Good, good, good stuff, Jerry. Good stuff, yeah. man. Yeah, man. So my buddy Craig gave me four passes to FanFest. So, and take the, the Carolina one are my tickets. So if you take them, please behave yourself. <laughs> so. Yeah, take advantage. Take advantage. Yeah. yeah. But it's a good test to see who listens all the way to the end. I wanted to say it at the end. Because if it's at, at the start, then a million people are going to. So, All right, guys. To order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys. Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.